Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome to this online worship once again. We are talking about a very important topic, the spirit of Jezebel uh, that could be in our midst, in our family, in our church, in our company, even in our nation to uh, draw us away from the Lord to, to, to serve God. And uh, we learned that in order to deal with this Jezebel inference, the result of which is bell worship, and uh, to make it understandable, uh, we talk about this root of Jezebelic inference is rebellion, which is equivalent to witchcraft, and then arrogance. Another aspect that is related to idolatry or even self-worship. We exalt ourselves, we become arrogant. And uh, the third area of Jezebelic worship is compromise. You know, uh, teaching is okay to eat food, sacrifice to idols. To, it's okay, you know, dealing with things that God look at it as uh, unclean or abominable. We say it's okay. So that, that spirit of a compromise uh, that is working because of this Jezebelic inference. And so we learned that in order to deal, to destroy this, this uh, Jezebelic inference, we got to get to the root of it. Okay, we got to get to the root. Otherwise, you are just dealing with the symptoms. And if you don't deal with the root, you are not able to, to uproot this kind of uh, uh, Zazbaric inference. And today, this evening, we want to continue to talk about the needs to rise up. You know, when we want to deal with Zazbel, we need to rise up to overcome those fear and intimidation that uh, this spirit has placed upon our life so that we can confront Zazbel face to face. Okay, so it's very important that we rise up. And uh, let's read this and, 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 and understand what God is doing, what is needed to deal with uh, Zezebelic inference, deal with bell worship. In 1 King 19, verse 15, 1 King 19, verse 15 to 17, the Lord said, to Elijah, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Hazel, king over Aaron. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel, and anoint Elijah, son of Saphat, from Abel-Meholah, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escaped the sword of Hazel, and Elisha will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. So, in order to deal with Baal worship, God asked Elijah to anoint a man called Jehu. And we're going to read a little bit later on that he's a commander in the army. 
So, in order to 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 rise up to deal with uh, Jezebel, it takes more than anointing to deal with Jezebel. It takes more than just we praying, binding the spirit. You know, we got to get to the root. We got to confront Jezebel face to face because this spirit. Is working in a person. Is working in the character of the person. It becomes part of the person. So you have to deal with Zezebel. And to deal with Zezebel, God anointed Jehu a commander. So we understand that we need the anointing from God. But if it's just anointing that is needed, I mean Elijah would have more anointing than Jehu. Okay, so we understand that we need anointing, and then we need the warrior spirit because Jehu is a commander, and God want Elijah to anoint him so that he will become king. But we also learn that until Jehu, the commander, there to deal with Jezebel and 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 destroy Jezebel or overcome Jezebel. Jehu will not become king of Israel. That's what the word of God says in the book of Revelation that we read. That if we overcome Jezebel, then he will give us authority over nations. Okay, so so here, God asked Elijah to go and anoint uh, Jehu to be king, and then they are to work together. The kingly anointing of uh, Hazel, king of Aram, he's to start. He's to start to uh, to destroy the house of Aram, and then Jehu will continue. The commander will continue to deal with the sons of uh, Aram and to deal with Jezebel. And whatever Jehu did not complete, Elijah. Elisha, the prophet, will kill the rest of it. So, can you see? Even Elisha, the prophet, has got to take the sword, or, or rather, to to rise up to to kill, as 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 commander, as warrior. So we can see that in order to deal with this Zezebari influence, we really need to rise up, you know, to be a warrior and working together. With the prophetic anointing, the kingly anointing, in order to destroy uh, Zezebel and Baal worship in Israel. So Elijah somehow uh, we didn't read that he anointed Jehu, and it was later on Elisha who succeeded Elijah's prophet who anointed uh, Jehu. To be uh, king, so so let's read it in Second King nine verse one. The prophet Elisha summoned a man from the company of the prophets and said to him, "Tuck your cloak into your belt. Take this flash of oil with you and go to Ramoth Gilead." So the verse four of chapter nine. So the young man, the prophet, went to Ramoth Gilead. When he arrived, he found the army officers sitting together. I have a message for you, Commander. 
he said, For which of us, asked Jehu, for you, commander, he replied. And verse 6, Jehu got up and went into the house. Then the prophet poured the oil on Jehu's head and declared, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anoint you king over the Lord's people, Israel. So that is the anointing of Jehu by this young prophet sent by Elisha. And, you know, Jehu did not become king until he overcame Jezebel, until Jezebel was uh, uh, destroyed. And uh, all these three anointing, the kingly anointing, the prophetic anointing, the warrior spirit, has, uh, uh, warrior anointing has got to work together uh, to deal with Jezebelic inference. And uh, it doesn't just happen in an incident. You know, one start to work and the other one continue and the other person continue. It, 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 it may take a process. It may take some time to be able to uh, fully deal with Jezebel and to, to clean up the mess, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, when we do that, because Jezebel is somebody that is close to us. It's somebody that we know. Somebody that is related in a way uh, to us. So we must rise above relational bonding if we want to deal with Jezebel. Okay, because of the relationship. That's why sometimes we don't want to deal with it. We excuse the person. We say, oh, you know, they are like that. Okay, but we allow that situation to continue to oppress us, to, to, to bind us, to hinder us, so that we can't really do what God wants us to do or be what God wants us to be. Right? So we've got to rise above that kind of relational bonding. You see, Jehu, Jehu was a commander in the army of Israel. And he served during the time of Ahab until now. You know, so in, in 2 King 9 verse 7, 2 King 9 verse 7, Jehu, you, you are to destroy the house of Ahab, your master. You are to destroy the house of Ahab, your master. And I will avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the Lord's servants shed by Jezebel. The whole house of Ahab will perish. I will cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, slave or free. Verse 10. As for Jezebel, dogs will devour her on the plot of ground at Zeru, and no one will bury her. Then he opened the door and ran. So this was an instruction through that young prophet who anointed Jehu that he is to destroy the house of Ahab, his master. And uh, if we read later on in 2 Kings 9, 22, when Jehu started to obey God, the first person he needed to destroy is the son of Ahab, 
is the king, Joram. So at this time, Joram was, was reigning in Israel for 11 plus years. But before him was his brother or half-brother who reigned for two years. So you're talking about 13, 14 years. And then he was serving in Ahab's uh, army as a commander. So you're talking about maybe 20 years uh, of relationship, close relationship with the king and with the king's family, serving the king's household. So when he met Joram, the, the king Ahab's son, now, let's read it in 2 King 9, 22. 2 King 9, 22. When Joram saw Jehu, he asked, Have you come in peace, Jehu? Have you come in peace, Jehu? So King Joram knew Jehu very well. He knew him by name. I don't know, maybe they grew up together. You know, when Jehu was serving in the army of King Ahab, Jerem's father. So it's a long relationship. And now God is saying to Jehu, you are to destroy the house of your master, Ahab. You know, so that relational bonding is there and Jehu has got to rise above in order to do that. And, and, and to his credit, Jehu received the word and he was so focused in obeying the word of God. So, verse 22, so Jerem asked Jehu, have you come in peace, Jehu? Jehu replied, how can there be peace as long as all the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel abound. How can there be peace? So Jehu was so focused. He knew what God wants. He knew that God wants to destroy Baal worship, the Jezebelic influence in the nation of Israel. And, say, and he, he said, unless this is done, there will never be peace. Right? Remember we, we, we talked last time Sometimes we want peace at all costs. You know, so we don't want to deal with Jezebel. We say, okay, okay, never mind. You know, we compromise. We, we, we let things be, you know, don't rock the boat and so on. Right? But, but Jehu was so focused and so determined. He said, how can there be peace? So you can see Jehu's heart. He wasn't after the throne. He wasn't after uh, uh, to, be, to be king. And that's why he killed uh, Joram or, 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 the, or the king for his own benefit. That would be wickedness. Jehu's heart was clear. His motive was clear. He was there because God wants it done. God wants to destroy Jezebel's influence and that's why he is to obey. So he was so focused. So if we want to deal with Jezebel, sometimes we have to be so focused. You know, rise above that relational bonding. It's difficult, yes, but we've got to rise up. We've got to do what God 
wants us to do, so that freedom will come to the nation, freedom will come to our household or our or our life. So, the next verse, verse twenty-four. Then Jehu drew his bow and shot Jerem between the shoulders. The arrow pierced his heart, and he slumped down in his chariot. Second King ten twenty-eight. So Jehu destroyed Baal worship in Israel. What a statement! Jehu destroyed Baal worship in Israel. And then verse thirty. The Lord said to Jehu, "Because you have done well in accomplishing what is right in my eyes, and have done to the house of Ahab all I had in mind to do, your descendants will sit on the throne of Israel to the fourth generation." You know what Jehu did was so pleasing to God because that's what God wants to see happen to the house of Ahab. And he used us to fulfill his desire,、uh, what he wants done, and we are to obey. But if people do not know what God has said, and they look at what happened, they will accuse Jehu for being wicked, for wanting to grab power to be king of Israel. That's why he destroyed the king, Jerem. And that's why we got to rise above all this kind of uh, uh, distraction, this kind of accusation, maybe men's opinion. We got to rise above it and focus on God and say, God, whatever it costs, you know, even though it may result in misunderstanding from people who are close to us, accuse us for being greedy. Wanting to grab power, whatever it is, God, I just want to see Your will being done. And God say, Jehu, you have done well. You have done the good things. You have done what is in my heart. And、uh, and so He honored Jehu and He blessed Jehu. He say, Your descendants will reign for four generations、uh, as as king after you. So God will bless us. When we obey Him, God will、uh, not only bless us, bless our children and children's children. When we honor Him, when we obey Him, when we do what He wants, and that is so important. And that's what Zebedee wants to take away from us: this, the inheritance that we have from our forefathers. And so we got to watch out. And unfortunately. Jehu did not serve God with all his heart. Let's read it in verse thirty-one, Second King ten, verse thirty-one. Yet Jehu was not careful to keep the law of the Lord and the God of Israel with all his heart. He did not turn away from the sins of Jeroboam, which he had caused Israel to commit. You know, in the instruction that God has given to Jehu to the prophets, He never asked Jehu to to destroy the sins of Jeroboam. Jeroboam is another king before Ahab, and because of him, he brought in other kind of idols worship. 
So it's not just worship of Baal that was in Israel, but there was other idols of worship. Maybe they are not so prominent. And God never asked Jehu to get rid of the sins of Jeroboam. But the word of God gives us a clue. It says, Jehu did not serve God with all his heart. And as a result, he was not careful to remove this, this problem. So we learn something here, that God will not tell us everything. But when He has told you something, asked you to do it, once you know it, He expects you to continue to finish the work, to, 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 do, to clean up everything. Right? So, so the only way we will know what to do is because we serve God with all our hearts. If Jehu has served God with all his heart, then he would know that he got to get rid of the sin of Jeroboam. You understand? Right? So, it's just like King David. God didn't ask him to build the temple. God didn't ask him to, to, to uh, bring back the Ark of the Covenant. But David did. Because David is a man who seeks God uh, after God's own heart. He wants to serve God with all his heart. And that's why David did what God wants without God telling him to do. So I hope we're learning a, a very important lesson here. You know, with Jehu, he was not careful because he's, he was not wholeheartedly serving God. And, and when we look into the life of the church, you know, a lot of us, yeah, we are serving God. We're doing this, we're doing that. But are we careful? to obey God in many of the things that, that He wants us to do, but He didn't tell us to do it, but He expects us to do it because, you know, if we know the heart of God, if we serve Him with all our own heart, we would, we would know what to do. So sometimes we can be just satisfied because we're doing that little thing, just like Jehu. He's done well, and God has told him. Maybe he's so happy and satisfied, and that's it rather than continue, because now he knows that God doesn't like idol worshipping and God will do anything to get rid of it. Now, he, would, he should know how to get rid of the sins of Jeroboam. Okay, so uh, uh, this evening, we, we learned that we got to rise up if we want to deal with, uh, get rid of Jezebelic inference because of the fear of the intimidation uh, the oppression that we could have in our life. And so we, very often we dare not or, or don't want to deal with Jezebel and allow things to be. But in order to gain authority over nations, in order to be who God wants us to be and function as God wants us to function, we got to overcome Jezebel. And we got to rise up as warriors to deal with with it. And uh, remember, we have to work together with king, with prophets, right? With this warrior uh, spirit in us, we got to work together uh, and, and to see that it is completed. And, and also, we got to rise above that relational bond because Jezebel is somebody uh, who could be close to us and, and in our sphere of inference 
And so sometimes it's hard because of that relational uh, bonding. But we've got to rise above it and deal with it. And then we know that God will be pleased and he will reward us. You know, he blessed Jehu's generations and we want God to bless us and we want to keep that heritage, just spiritual heritage that is being handed down from, from our uh, previous generation. Okay, so I trust we are learning some good stuff here and we're going to pray right now. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for opening our eyes to see uh, this influence of Jezebel in our environment, in our church, in our family, in our company, in our life. Lord, we want to break free from this oppression so that we can and we will have the authority to rule over nations and, uh, and to be who you want us to be. So Lord, help us to serve you with all of our hearts. Uh, give us that bonus to rise up as warriors and, and, and uh, to deal with the root problem of this Jezebel inference, O oh God. Bless your people, I pray. Give us that, 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 that tenacity to, to deal with it, uh, deal with Jezebel, so that we become free people to serve you, to glorify your name. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.